The following Marx Daily Apple article was written by Mark Sisson and is narrated by Brock Armstrong. The Definitive Guide to the Primal Eating Plan Do the math. In my recent Context of Calories post, I explained how the different macronutrients we eat at each meal, fats, proteins, and carbohydrates, have different effects in the body. I suggested that despite their raw calorie values, it's far more important to get a lasting intuitive sense of how much of each macronutrient you need and when you need it, or not. But how do you do that? How do you figure out the proper number of calories and breakdown of fat, protein, and carbs to accomplish your fitness and health goals? To lose weight, lose fat, gain muscle, maintain status quo, or run marathons? In fact, most popular daily diets look at overall calories as the main factor in weight loss and weight gain. The age-old conversation of energy's conventional wisdom says that a calorie is a calorie. From there, most diet gurus generally prescribe some formulaic one-size-fits-all breakdown of fats, proteins, and carbs. A classically trained registered dietitian will tell you that protein should be around 10-15% to of calories, carbs should be about 60%, and mostly from whole grains, and fat under 30%. This macronutrient breakdown stays the same regardless of how much weight you need to lose or what other goals you might have. Barry Sears has his 40-30-30 zone diet. The USDA bases everything off a choice of between 2,000 and 2,500 calories per day. But as I said earlier, it's not that simple. Calories do have context. The human body uses these macronutrients for a variety of different functions, and some of which are simply to provide energy immediately or well into the future. Moreover, with regards to energy conservation or expenditure, the body acts as both an efficient fuel storage depot and as a toxic waste site, as well as a potent generator of energy, depending largely on the hormonal signals it gets. It will store glycogen and or fat, and it will build muscle, or it will just as easily tear them all down and use them for fuel, based on input from you, what you eat, how much you eat, when you eat, what you're doing before and after you eat, even what you're thinking when you eat. Yet, because your body always seeks to achieve homeostasis over time, the notion of you trying to zero in on your precise day-to-day or meal-to-meal eating plan is generally fruitless. Yes, Charlotte, some fruit is allowed. The good news in all this is that falling off the wagon once or twice this week won't have the immediate disastrous effect that you might imagine, as long as you can keep your average intake under control and understand how the various macronutrients function over time. Which brings me to the crux of today's discussion. Not only is it nearly impossible to accurately gauge your exact meal-to-meal calorie and macronutrient requirements, doing so will drive you crazy. In fact, to accurately figure your true structural and functional fuel needs, and hence to achieve your goals, it's far more effective to look at a much larger span of time, like a few weeks, and aim for an average consumption. Then you can review that average daily intake over weeks or months and adjust accordingly. Later, I'll give you a way to figure a jumping off point to start with, 
But remember, our genes are accustomed to the way our ancestors ate, intermittently, sporadically, sometimes in large quantities, and sometimes not at all for days. Their bodies figured out a way to maintain homeostasis and preserve lean tissue and good health through all of this, and so can we. Our genes want us to be lean and fit. It's actually quite easy as long as we eat from the long list of primal blueprint healthy foods and try to avoid that other list of grain-laden, sugary, processed, and otherwise unhealthy foods. Realistically, we also want to allow for the occasional party splurge, a pre-planned or accidental intermittent fast, an over-the-top workout, or even a week of laziness. Where most people get into trouble is in miscalculating their energy needs over extended periods of time, not day to day. They don't see the average amount of carbs creeping upwards, or they figure they need X amount of calories, but don't have a clue as to what kind of foods those should be coming from. I start with these four basic principles to guide my primal blueprint eating style. Number one, 80% of your body composition will be determined by your diet. Yes, exercise is also important to health and to speed up fat burning and muscle building, but most of your results will come from how you eat. I'll say more about that later, so just trust me on this one for now. Suffice to say, people who weigh a ton and exercise a ton but eat a ton still tend to weigh a ton. I think I'll have to make that into a t-shirt. Number two, lean body mass, LBM, is the key to life. I've said this many times, lean mass, muscle, and all the rest of you that is not fat, is directly correlated with longevity and excellent health. Rather than strive to lose weight, most people would be better off striving to lose only fat and to build or maintain muscle. Since other organs tend to function at a level that correlates to muscle mass, the more muscle you maintain throughout your life, the more organ reserve you'll have i.e. the better the rest of you will work. Refer back to rule one and eat to build or maintain muscle. Number three, excess body fat is bad. Most human studies show that being significantly overweight increases your risk of nearly every disease, except osteoporosis, because ironically, it responds to weight-bearing activities. Fat just doesn't look that great either. See rule number one, and eat to keep your body fat relatively low. Number four, excess insulin is bad. We've talked about it here a lot. Chronic excess insulin may be even worse than excess sugar, and we know how bad that is. All animals produce insulin, but within any species, those that produce less insulin live longer than those who produce a lot. Eat to keep insulin low. Here is how I use these principles to guide my individual macronutrient intake. Protein. Protein takes priority. If there is ample glycogen, stored glucose, and the body is getting the rest of its energy efficiently from fats, protein will always go first towards repairing or building cells or enzymes. In that context, it hardly seems fair to assign it to a burn rate of 4 calories per gram. It's like saying the 2x4 studs that support the walls of your house can burn nicely if you run out of firewood. They will, but I prefer to burn the other fuel first. At a minimum, you need 0.5 grams of protein per pound of lean mass per day, on average, to maintain your structure. 
If you are moderately active, 0.7 or 0.8. And if you are an active athlete, you need as much as one gram of protein per pound of lean mass. That's at a minimum, but it's on a daily average. So, a 155 pound moderately active woman who has 25% body fat and thus has 116 pounds of lean body mass needs 93 grams of protein on average per day. It's 116 times 0.8. If she gets 60 or 80 on some days and 110 on others, she'll still be in the healthy average range. And even if she exceeds the 110, it's no problem if she's eating low carb because the excess protein will convert to glucose, which will reduce her effective carbohydrate needs. At 4 calories per gram, that's between 320 and 440 calories per day in protein. It's not that much. Carbs. If you've forgotten everything you learned in biology, just remember this and own it. Carbohydrate drives insulin, drives fat. Cahill, 1965, and Taubes, 2007. The idea in the primal blueprint is to limit your carbs to only those you need to provide glucose for the brain and for some reasonable amount, certainly less than an hour, of occasional anaerobic exercise. And the truth is, you don't even need glucose to fuel the brain. Ketones from a very low carb diet work extremely efficiently at that task. Either way, ideally, we would like most of our daily energy to come from dietary or stored fats. Typically, if you are at an ideal body composition now, I use a rule of thumb that 100 to 150 grams of carbohydrate per day is plenty to keep you out of ketosis, and ketosis is not a bad thing, but away from storing the excess as fat if you are at least a little bit active. Don't forget that your body can make up to 200 grams of glycogen from fats and protein every day, too. On the other hand, if you are looking to lose body fat, keeping carbs to under 80 grams per day will help immensely in lowering insulin and taking fat out of storage. On the other hand, if you are insistent on training hard for long periods of time, you would add more carbs, say 100 per day extra for every extra hour you train hard. It becomes a matter of doing the math and experimenting with the results. Ironically, it's tough to exceed 100 grams of carbs even if you eat a ton of colorful vegetables, as long as you eat like our ancestors and consume no grains, no sugars, and very few starchy vegetables potatoes, yams, beets, legumes, etc. Even if you eat a ton of vegetables and a fair amount of fruit, you'll be hard pressed to exceed 150 grams of carbs on an average day. Our remote ancestors couldn't average 150 grams of carbs a day if they tried. Yet, they had plenty of energy and maintained their lean mass. At 4 calories per gram, that's only between 400 and 600 calories per day. Add that into the protein we just talked about, and our sample girl is barely at 1,000 calories on the high end. So, where does the rest of the fuel come from? Fats. Learn to love them. They are the fuel of choice and should become the balance of your primal blueprint diet. Fats have little or no impact on insulin and, as a result, promote the burning of both dietary and stored adipus fat as a fuel. Think about this 
If protein and carbs stay fairly constant and carbs stay under 150, you can use fat as the major energy variable in your diet. Feeling like you need more fuel and you've already covered your bases with protein and carbs, reach for something with fat. Nuts, avocados, coconut, eggs, butter, olive oil, fish, chicken, lamb, beef, and the list is a long one. 100 grams of fat per day would only add 900 calories to our girl's daily average, putting her at between 1,620 and 1,940 calories a day. Even if she averages between 1,400 and 2,200 calories per day over a few weeks, as long as she pays attention to protein and carbs, her body composition will shift to a lower body fat and more desirable lean mass. If she decides to do some walking, a few brief intensity weight sessions, or a sprint day here and there, that process would accelerate greatly. If she gets to the point where she's content with her body fat, she can even add in a little more fat to provide energy that she previously got from her stored fat. The main thing I've figured out from eating this way for years is that I don't need nearly as many calories to maintain health, mass, and body fat as I once thought I did or as conventional wisdom says I do. I eat 600 to 1,000 calories per day less than when I ate a carbohydrate-based diet, yet I maintain slightly lower body fat and slightly higher muscle mass on even less training. Remember, 80% of body composition is determined by diet. The best part is I don't ever feel hungry because I base my eating on exactly what my 10,000-year-old genes want me to eat. Hey Primal Podcast listeners, have you been wanting and waiting to take your health or your clients to peak levels? Then it's time to enroll in the Primal Blueprint Expert Certification. The Primal Blueprint Expert Certification is the very first and surely to be the preeminent ancestral health online certification program. From the comfort of your own home, you'll dive deeper into the Primal Blueprint philosophy with a comprehensive online course and examination process through 13 educational modules. Register for the certification program today at primalblueprint.com and gain immediate access to the course materials and educational library.